All right, guys, thank you for tuning in today to Seven Figure Fitness Business. And we are very fortunate to have AJ Morton of the Fit Pro Mentorship Review on today. Just a really quick intro about AJ. Fit Pro Mentorship Review is definitely the biggest independent review site for the Fit Pro Mentorship industry. It's extremely important because there's a lot of very shoddy mentors out there making big promises and not delivering. So speaking to AJ before we got started, the group's up to 4,700 now. And if you're not in that group, you definitely should be. Hey, AJ. <laughs> hey, man. Thank you so much for having me on here, dude. Thanks for that nice welcome. I appreciate it. Uh, we're going to get cracking today with our list. We've got a, a really, really useful list for everyone involved. And it's going to be what are the five key criteria that you use seeing all the good and bad in this industry? What are those five key criteria that you use when distinguishing between the legitimate mentors, which seems to be in the minority versus the sham mentors, the ones that are making the big promises and not delivering. Yeah, totally. So I know we'll kind of jam out on the, each of these, I'm sure. But the first one I like to point out is just how they come to you, right? Like, how are they approaching you? Uh, you know, is it one of those things where someone is all of a sudden, you know, some uh, account you don't know about is in your Instagram DM? And it's like, hey, you look like you're in the FitPro space. I think you should follow ABC person. I'm not, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge fan of that kind of stuff. I'm more about like, you know, like not cold DMS, not doing like that kind of stuff where it's like this, like off account that kind of feels weird. And all of a sudden they have a message for you about some other mentor. Like I'm very careful as to, you know, how they come to you because, you know, in, in my opinion, if someone comes to you in that way, they're probably going to be teaching you to do the same thing. And so I just think it's like, you have to decide if that aligns with a methodology that you want to continue doing moving forward or not. And then it doesn't necessarily make them scammy. I just think that, yeah, I, I just think people shouldn't be showing up cold for the most part. You know, what's really funny about this one, we have a bit of a confession to make because ultimately we have never done any organic or cold DMing at all in fitness. And when we've sort of been doing business, we've been doing all sorts of different methods and things like that. And we tried a little bit of cold DM and nobody in our team liked it because there's never a positive response. And so we pulled the pin realizing that it's just not the right way to go about things. And, you know, obviously you always try things, make mistakes and evolve, but it's very clear from using that approach for a short period of time that it's very undesirable and it doesn't lead to positive results for anybody involved. What, what's your thoughts on this, G? Yeah, I think that things have changed in the industry as well. Like while a cold DM method might have worked in the past because people were like, oh, this is new, this is exciting, I'm talking to someone different, the sophistication level of buyers has dramatically increased. Mm. So when you're in the personal training industry, you know, like it's impossible even for me to go like a week without like three cold DMs of people asking me to do something, right? So it's an oversaturated area of industry where I really do feel that cold DMing is declining. And the same is going to happen in fitness. While people might be getting some success with it now, so it takes a lot. It's a very long process. It's painful. And over time, that's going to diminish to the point where people just get frustrated because everyone's being cold DM'd because so many people are teaching the exact same thing. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, to, to, to add to this, and, you know, because I can speak around you guys, because I know your intentions, I have vetted your guys' program before, and I know what you guys are about, one of the other big things that I look for that's not on this list today is ownership, right? Like 
the ability to to be like, yeah, we we tried some things and it we didn't get a great response, and we're like here to be the first people to be like, yeah, you know, we've, we've done cold DMing before and it it wasn't good, or we're not going to do it anymore. That to me speaks volumes of just like the integrity that you guys operate with, because I think ownership is a really big deal in a in an industry where most people are just rocking way too big of an ego. That ownership would just do horrible things to their <laughs> to their narcissistic personality. So I, I appreciate you guys coming forward with that too. I think it's huge. Yeah, that's right. What I want to ask you as well is like, what do you see as the desirable ways for like, you know, people to be approached? Like, say, for example, if I'm thinking about getting some help, I don't really know the lay of the land that much. What's the best way for me to sort of find the right mentors, do you think? I mean, I always like when someone comes to me and they're looking for a recommendation, I don't give them one initially off the bat. I say, I always say, I don't like giving cold recommendations. Is there anybody who's already on your radar who you're following or who you resonate with that, mm-hmm. that you know, you, you kind of want to look into, right? Yeah. And so then they'll, then they'll give me some options. Oh, you know, I see this person's marketing. I'm in this person's group and this person's in my DM right now. And then we kind of go from there. I think if the content is out there, I think you should let people resonate with it as they want to. I think you should offer them opportunities to get value from you via via challenges via you know like get your first five client challenge kind of a situation just where people get value from it first and have just a no pressure opt-in situation and then on the back of that absolutely once you've shown them value you you have permission you know that door is open for you to have that relationship and have that conversation people just aren't looking to be bent over right away anymore where they were more open to it you know you know a while back (laughs) so terminology so what would be the second thing that you look for as a distinguished distinguishing factor I am a big proponent of being watchful of how a coaching program brings you into it. And what I mean by that is, is it a high pressure sales situation? And are they giving you a fast action pricing situation where they really, really want you to give up money on the call and make a decision on the call? I personally believe that people should be able to get off the call and come to you, you know, from a calm, good place and be like, yes, I thought about it and I want to work with it. Yeah, because if it's done the other way and it's done out of scarcity and rushing and you know like messing around with pricing, you know, giving not giving them the ability to think about it, I think it brings the the coach into a situation where they're going to have false expectations of the coaching program because yeah. you've created a, a sense of rushing and scarcity for them. So yeah. they'll be like, "Yeah, sure, I'll pay twelve k instead of eight, but like, I better get that back like real quick." Right. And so then it, it kind of changes their behavior when they come into your program and you might have a headache client on your, you know, a, no fault of theirs. I suppose what you're really saying there is your, you know, your role is, you know, you help a lot of your members and you protect them from making emotional decisions instead of, you know, emotional decisions are always going to lead to that fast paced decision and come in and be able to make a decision that's far more logical. So they're making the best decision for their future. Exactly. I know you've got a bit of a scar with this one as well, AJ, because you basically created the group because you had someone who was very pushy that basically, I can't remember the pricing, but it was going to go up a significant amount if you didn't make a decision right away. It was the spread I just used. Yeah. I was quoted at 8K and I had to get off the phone to talk to my wife. And he's like, okay, if you get off the phone, it's going to be 12K. And like, I didn't, we didn't have the money regardless. So it really didn't matter at that point, but it really rubbed me the wrong way. And, uh, you know, my wife being the, you know, very supportive person that she is, is like, ah, obviously like 8K, 12K, we don't have it anyways. We want this, you know, for our life and our lifestyle and our business. And so we went ahead anyways, but yeah, like I would have got divorced if I spent 8K without telling my wife, which would have cost me much more than that 4K spread that he created on the call. 
Well, I mean, Andrew and I, like even when it comes to, and Iggy as well, when we make business decisions, like we've done so many mentor programs because we believe in it, but none of us would be able to get on a call on their own and make a decision. It just makes sense, right? With this sort of a, a price, like, you know, usually when you look in mentor industry, somewhere between usually like 8 and 20K, for example, maybe even 8 to 30K, you know, we, it's still still reasonable that we want to get off the call and say, hey, we thought this was really cool. Let's do it, right? And then we all go back in. So, you know, I do definitely feel that if someone's going to get too pushy on a business mentor uh, sales process, that I'm definitely like leaning out pretty hard at that stage. Yeah, totally. It just doesn't go over well usually with people and then they end up kind of regretting it. And I don't know, I, I feel like it creates immediately a bad mentor-mentee relationship. <laughs> yeah, it's, it comes down to, you know, like the sophistication level of the buyer. And I think that's something that your group does really amazingly, amazingly well is, you know, a lot of people come in and they don't really know what to expect. You know, maybe it's their first time on a phone call, but by joining your group before they make a decision, their sophistication and expectation of what's going to happen on those calls, like very much the fact that you guys actually do, you know, reviews in that group. Do you want to share a little bit about what that review system actually looks like and how you actually determine what, you know, what a good mentor is and how you allow your members to pretty much talk about their experiences? Yeah. So, I mean, as far as reviews go, any member can make a review of any, you know, product or service or, you know, mentorship or anything like that. We have a templated review um, sheet that people use to, to format their, their responses. But what, what I do as far as who actually, who we bring in to actually promote in front of the community is I go out and I, I curate and find high integrity programs like yours, right? Where, where I'm going out and I have heard, you know, great things in my group and I've heard great things online. And I'll go out to someone like, you know, you guys and be like, hey, you know, you guys are being mentioned in my group. Here's what my group's all about. We're looking for high integrity people. It looks like you guys are doing a really great job. Do you want to hop on a call sometime? And, you know, we can just chat, see what you're doing. So I, I kind of like audit them and I interview them very much like this, where if this process didn't really feel good and I have a really good bullshit meter, then I would be like, yeah, like, you know, nice to meet you. But otherwise, I'd be inviting you into the community to offer value to my, to my people, you know, because my, my goal here is to showcase the people who are doing a really great job in, in the fitness space and introduce them to my people who are looking for high integrity business coaches so that they don't get ripped off time and time again. And so once I found someone who, uh, who I think is doing a, gr- a really good job and I invite them in, I actually get access to their program and I vet it myself. So I actually go through their modules to make sure that it has the deliverables that are, uh, that are advertised on the front end. I then get dropped into their support communities so I can make sure that that people are being supported in a way that that is consistent with what they're promising on the front end. So I've kind of I kind of end up being like this customer service liaison between members of my community and and programs like yours. Yeah. Well, see, I mean, I've, I've got a rule, like if ever say, for example, I'm talking to somebody on a sales call and they mention a mentor that I know has a pr- particularly bad reputation, I would never say anything bad about a particular person. But what I usually say is, hey, look, you know, are you a member of AJ's group? And then I'll just say, hey, look, you know, go and check out any mentor that you're considering working with because it is just a lot of people come in and I think they do fall prey to the fact that a lot of these mentors that aren't so good at delivery, what they are still very good at and the way that they keep their business afloat despite their bad reputation is really great client acquisition processes. They have incredible marketing. Uh, There's some that you see that ads pop up all the time. And, you know, I hear from people all the time in sales calls that, hey, this person, you know, shams me out of 10K or something like that. So it is a bit of a scary concept. And I think the idea of doing your due diligence before making a life decision like this, it doesn't seem too unreasonable, you know? <laughs> no, not yeah. at all. It just it wasn't always available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I, I think yeah. like one of the things that you know, you know, as AP kind of mentioned there, that's really really helped us is you know when people need to go away and think about it, when people need to make a logical decision, we hold a lot of power because we know that we're reviewed on your website and we you know on your Facebook group, and we know that it's really good. So we're quite grateful for the fact that hey, there is this place where people can go because I know when AP is on the phone, it's very easy to just send um, people there. They can, you know, talk to people in there, have a chat with you and just kind of understand what we are a little bit more and make that logical decision. Yeah. No, that's right. Like if you're in this industry and you're doing a great job, my group is like the best thing since sliced bread for you. But if you're, if you're not doing a great job, which is probably why like a lot of people that I you know used to be acquaintances with are, are completely ghosted on my feed. I don't see them anymore. But yeah, if you're not doing a great job, like you're probably not a big fan of the group, which is understandable. Um, but <laughs> I, I'm I'm here to level the bar. I, I'm here to to cause mentors to up their game because they should know that someone's actually looking and paying attention and talking about how you know we should be buying programs and what should we what we should be looking at. Like that we're having this conversation right now. Should hopefully be like, oh man, like hopefully someone's watching this or will watch it later and be like, okay, I'm gonna start putting on a better product. Like that's my goal. I'm not, you know, like I'm trying to level the playing field. Which is uh, what makes you just about the uh, most uh, powerful Facebook group in the industry for uh, reviewing mentors, yeah. right? <laughs> I would say so. Yeah, I'd say you've got all the, the mentors like who are not doing a good job, terrified, you know, because their reputation is going south very, very quickly. And there is one more thing I wanted to touch on just before we moved on to number three. And it's like the whole buying on the first call. And I think like it's important for people listening not to tell themselves that it's essential to have to not buy on the first call. The, the reason being is that there's some people who usually tend to go through life being incredibly risk averse. And it's actually been a large part of their them not being successful to date. And so I often get on calls with somebody that I know needs a program and I know this is right for them. And that's the whole demeanor that I enter into any sales situation is like to, to find sales as fulfilling and as enjoyable as I do, I have to get into the mindset of the buyer and think, you know, I'm doing them for their interests. I'm doing this for their interests. And so there are some times where somebody needs to make a decision. And I think I know for a fact if this person gets off the phone, to, you know, to think about it, if there's no real legitimate reason to do so, that that can be really concerning as well. Because then what happens is like I reach out to them and, you know, six months later, they're still really struggling and miserable. So the main thing here is just like as a salesperson, the responsibility that I take is sort of distinguishing whether they have a legitimate need to think about it. And as soon as I determine that that's there, like a legitimate partner excuse or something like that, I'll always let them go. If it's more of a personality thing where I just want to put on my coaching hat and think I can help this person be successful in the next, say, six months, then I, there are some times that I'll go for that. But you know, you have to draw the line in the sand as to when it's appropriate and when it's not. No, I totally agree. I mean, AP, like your job as a salesperson is to get people to sign up for, for your program, right? And like you're doing a disservice if they don't do that because you want them to because you know your product is good, right? So yeah, I, I agree with you. Unless it's something frictional, unless it's like, you know, like if you're like, a little bit worried about money or like, you know, whatever, yeah. or if it's a trust issue or something like that, like if you feel weird on the call and it's too high pressure for you, then get off. But if everything's good and you're, you're talking to someone on the other end who feels like they're going to put some skin in the game too, and they understand you and you feel supported and your only worry is like, I just don't, you know, that's a lot of money. Then I, I, I would do that for sure. Cause I'm also, I've also uh, really come from a past of being very risk averse as well, but I've invested in lots of mentorship programs. So I, I totally hear that. And I, I very much agree. 
we, we say all the time that leaning into our first ever mentor, which, you know, G basically had to push me off the, the cliff to do it, Charlie Valor. I mean, he's still the best mentor we've ever worked with. You won't have heard of him because he's not in the fitness space, but he works with a lot of big names behind the scenes and um, he's extremely good. And if we hadn't worked with him, which I was terrified to do so, we wouldn't really be where we are today. So it, it is an interesting way to look at it. Now, we're up to number three. What's the third yeah. on the list? Yeah, so we were we were kind of touching on it a little bit before, but uh, I'm very interested in how they market. What does their marketing look like? Is it really flashy? I would just really like to think that we're beyond being so vulnerable to flashy marketing, like people standing on private jets and cars and boats and big houses and stuff. But I just don't think that's the case because there's a couple really big names out there who are consistently just doing the same stuff and still ripping people off. So we still need to work on how smart we are as buyers and as consumers. But I just would not be like, it doesn't do anything for me anymore. I I see right through flashy marketing. Like I don't care how much money you have. I I don't care what boat you're standing in front of. I don't care if it's yours or if it's rented. I don't care about any of that stuff. So uh, I I don't think you should either. (laughs) Yeah. Have you seen that traffic and funnels ad that's going around lately? I I love that ad. It's it's this ad where they're, they're taking the piss out of this whole thing, right? So it's like, this guy that looks like an absolute asshole. He's kind of like, kind of looks like the guy out of the thrift, the thrift shop, um, but like done like sort of with fancy dress. He's got like a yes. Lamborghini and a jet in the background and like a, this massive wad of cash. Uh, it's obviously, it's like a, it's a, it's a joke about the whole thing, but it pretty much summarizes the the thing that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's ugly out there. So I'm hoping, you know, people who are watching this that, you know, we could be smarter consumers and not fall for that kind of stuff because it doesn't mean anything about them or their product it just means they may or may not have a lot of money sure they're being sold the lifestyle but they're being sold the dream it's kind of like i have this i can give this to but yeah a lot of a, a lot of the time you can also think that you know someone who really is driving flashy lamborghinis around they're splashing cat cash they've got hot girls with them everywhere you know living that sort of dream they probably don't have that much time to then be helping you for ten thousand dollars a year um <laughs> a fitness program right exactly they're, they're going to be living the life that they're um, portraying. But, um, you know, I suppose that's what, you know, part of it also is like that's what marketing's about. It's like yeah, selling I, that I, I get it. Right? I get it. And it's just like it's being able to detect the difference because there are some really great genuine programs out there. But, you know, there's also that concept and I suppose that's what marketing is. It's like getting people to take action. But I totally agree with you. Like those are the people that we generally want to avoid. Yeah, definitely. It's also a part of like understanding the like the, the substance behind it. So say, for example, I, I, I will make no uh, apologies for the fact that I want to be, you know, financially well off. And that's definitely a goal that I'm always shooting towards. But, you know, the idea of like seeing the stuff that they have, it's usually a lot less motivating to me. When I tend to get really motivated by a program is when I see the mindset, the behaviors, the thought processes of the people. Like, so even just you know, when I when I see what certain people in the industry, um, you know, like a Hormozy or like a Taylor Welch or whether or not people like their programs, you know, they're very motivating to hear the way that they speak. And clearly, you know, they are, they're people that just think on a different level to the average person. You know, we had Matt Ryder last week, same thing. You know, you get around those people, you sort of see how they live their life and how they act. That's the thing that people should really be looking for is that kind of ability to see things differently. Yeah, I think that's it. Rather than looking for flashy, looking for intellectuals. You know, that, you know, I suppose that, you know, the level that we're at now, like, I definitely, I'm always a sucker for good marketing. I'm, I'm a bloody, I'm a marketer and I still fall for it every single time. But no, like, you know, you put your logical hat on 
and you think about it and the people who I'm really attracted to these days when I'm looking for a mentor at this stage, it's like super, super intellectual people, people who are just like next level smart because, you know, that's my ambition. That's where I want to be. I want to be at their level where I'm able to be able to communicate, talk at their level and, you know, effectively the direction that I want to go with my career. But even then, I still look at those Lamborghinis and yeah, so forth and I just think for one second and then it gets me for one second and I like hit myself in the head a little bit and go, no, nah, next. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's number four, AJ? Okay, number four is do they discuss their own success or the success of their clients? I think this is really big because, again, you know, I, I hear certain mentors about how much they're spending on ads every month or how much money they they make every month or, you know, what, what their annual is. And, but you don't hear anything about like, what the clients are making. Like, I want to know that your clients are living the dream. I don't care that you are. If you're living the dream, it just means that you've sold a lot of stuff. And it, it speaks yeah. not to the quality of the stuff. It just means that you sold a, a lot of it. And great for you. But I want to know that because of the value that you've given to your clients, your clients are living those dreams, buying the Lambos, like all that stuff. I, I would be cool with that kind of marketing, that your, your clients are all killing it, leveling up their life. Y you doing that does not really impress me. I'm just going to say something here. That is the best advertising campaign I've ever seen. Imagine if you have all these clients who are all driving Lambos. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's impressive. And, and that's impressive. Yeah, and then you're driving some modest thing or whatever, but at least we know, like, okay, your clients are getting results. You're serving them well. You're not just collecting a paycheck and buying all this stupid shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that's really funny. You could, to you could totally do a campaign on that. Totally do a campaign. That's a good goal. We've got to get there that we've got enough clients that we can run that ad. There we go. The other thing that comes up off this, and we had a funny call out. I think you saw it a couple of weeks ago, AJ, with uh, Hector Gonzalez, who we didn't know who he was, right? And so yeah. he did a call out post on us. A uh, great guy in the end, he contacted us yeah. and apologized. But, but basically what it was about is that sort of constant thing that does happen in this industry where not only are mentors like splashing the, the cash or putting their stats up there, you know, to brag, but the thing that makes it so, you know, disingenuous is that they're not even bragging about the stats from their fitness business. They're bragging about the stats from their business coaching business. And, right. you know, the more we've been in the industry, <clears throat> we've actually got more and more insider information from people that know different mentors and say, hey, look, he or she doesn't actually have a successful fitness business. They don't have a seven-figure fitness business. They're claiming that they do, but all of those awards or all of that money that they're showing, that's all from their business mentoring. And, you know, that kind of means that then the money that they're bragging about earning isn't even related to what they help their, their clients achieve. So it's almost like irrelevant. Exactly. It has nothing to do with it. Yes, it's totally separate. So yeah, be really mindful of those like bank account screenshots and stuff like that because you just, you don't know. Hey, I've sold lots of people like you into my program. Yay. <laughs> That's yeah, so, you, so you should also buy it because I've sold a lot of other people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, for sure. That's a solid one. So what's the last one? What's number five? Uh, I think people, I mean, this one's kind of simple, but I think people should take some time and audit the career feed of someone. So like, I don't know, the other day, someone asked in the group if anyone's heard of so-and-so mentor. And then someone in the thread took a screenshot of that mentor being mentioned as part of a, another mentorship program saying like, hey, I'm in week one of this program. It's going really well, blah, blah, blah. And the timestamp was from not that long ago. Sure. <laughs> okay. So like, Look back into these people's feeds. Oftentimes, I can see because there's this epidemic of overnight business coaches, you can literally see in their feed that they're a business coach, or sorry, they were fitness coaching, and then all of a sudden their feed changes. They had some sort of epiphany where they realized they really need to help other fit pros do this. 
And to be honest with you, what really happened is they realized that their friends list is more full of fit pros, uh, potential fit pros than it is with potential weight loss prospects. And so they make the switch and all of a sudden they claim to have a successful fitness business and now they are a, uh, a business coach. And so I just think people need to really take the time and look at that. If they flipped, I, I, look, I'm all, for, I'm all for people entering the space. I just think you have to earn it. I think you have to have clout in the industry. I, I don't think everyone should just all of a sudden think they can charge $10,000 for everything just because you, you know, claim to be a business coach. Yeah. So I, I think you should check people out and, and talk to other people about them and look at their feed and, and see when they started posting business stuff versus fitness stuff. Yeah, it's, it's definitely big. I mean, I think that there is a huge perception with people sort of, you know, there's not even a perception. It's a thing that I've definitely noticed. I wrote a post about it the other day, but it's, you know, people who basically they go through, they have a semi-successful fitness business and they go, you know what, I want to get out of the day-to-day of this. Their business isn't even set up that well with systems. So they're kind of stuck in it and not really enjoying it that much. And so basically they just go, you know what, there's more money in mentoring and then they pivot. And then of course, yeah, they charge 10K because, They've done enough of motivational work to be told that you can do anything you want to do, right? And that that can be negative because it means that you've got people out there charging money that they really shouldn't be charging. And the reason that's the case is because the value isn't there. Like if you pay someone $10,000 for mentorship, there's an understanding there that you're going to be making far more money than that back by the time the program finishes. And if that's not the case, something's gone wrong. It's so, I think that people are drawn to you know, the amount of money that you can charge for coaching. They kind of look at it as, hey, I haven't been successful bringing on fitness clients because, you know, I need more of them to be making 100K a year. Then you look at business coaching. It's like, hey, if you bring on one client per month, you can make 10 grand. And it's just the complete wrong way of looking at it because you're effectively chasing money rather than wanting to help people. Right. And really, it's going to backfire anyways because you really can't help people. And so you're going to end up not having any clients anyways. Like yeah. at, at some point, someone's going to figure it out or they're going to come to my group and, you know, you're going to be outed for not, not knowing what you're doing and charging an exorbitant amount of money for it. When look, this industry just needs people who are like legit and, and here for the right reasons and actually want to make an impact. Like if you can help and, and if you're experienced in it and you truly know how to, how to do what you're telling people that you can do, then great. Please come in the space and do a great job and serve people. But if not, Start low. And like if you want to be a business coach, cool. Start charging people like a thousand dollars and just help them out. If you don't know what you're doing, don't charge like you do. Yeah. I've just got one final question, AJ. Like, I mean, with the way that your group structured reviews, uh, their reviews, I mean, I've seen them before because although I'm not allowed to be in the group now as a mentor, before we started Systems by Design, I was in your group, so I got to see how it runs. Now I loved the review system because there were certain things that were done in a certain way. You know, I've seen reviews before that are clearly written by like a mentor spy where it's like so-and-so was amazing. And it's like, there's nothing of actual, like, you know, there's nothing of value in the review. It's just a puff piece. So you don't allow that. I remember that. It's like, there has to be certain things. Like, what did they promise? What did they deliver? What was the ROI? Like, what's the actual structure of a review in the group? Yeah, exactly that. I mean, we have people do like when they, when they hired them, the price that they hired them, the name of the program at the time, the way that they found you. So like, you know, like we're talking about how you're marketed to and then what the deliverables had in, uh, within that program and then what the ROI is. And we really try to have people not, not be emotional about anything. We want, we want facts and yeah, because we want people to make, you know, proper decisions. So uh, if it's formulated and not quite that way and it's too emotional or it's not thorough enough or not giving a you know, well-rounded enough idea of what that program is really like, 
I might reach out to that poster and be like, hey, you know, do you think you can add something to it? Or what was your ROI in the program? And things like that. Because otherwise, I mean, my group, like AG was saying, they're getting really smart, you know, with being consumers. So when, when a post doesn't look right, I don't have to say anything. The yeah. group's going to be like, this looks like your mentor told you to do it. Or like, you didn't yes. have an ROI. Or what was your ROI? Like, they'll, they'll pull all the unknown questions out. I don't even need to do it anymore. I, I remember that distinctly. There was a mentor that was getting crushed at the time. And then a woman came in and wrote this glowing review, but it was basically, there was nothing about it that was clear. It was just like, you know, you're wrong. Uh, they were a great mentor and they helped me change my life. And it was like, no, 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 that's not going to stand. Like, show us the evidence. How was that the case? Like, you got to give us details. And, you know, there was just silence. So in a case like that, you can tell that that's just a bogus review that's been planted. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like I always tell, you know, members and anyone who's looking to make a review, Everything has to be factual. Anything that seems kind of wonky will be investigated because I'm not here to ruin people's reputations uh, unnecessarily or at all for that matter. You know, we want, we just want people to have all the facts when they're, when they're deciding, you know, on a mentorship program. So even mm-hmm. if they went with, with one of the ones that didn't get such great reviews in the group, at least they know what they're getting into. Do you have people in the group that you feel like spend so long window shopping, you know, terrified of making a wrong decision that you kind of have to give them a shove into, into some sort of action? Yeah, definitely. So recently, we started doing clarity calls in my group. We'll all get, we'll all get on the call with four members at a time for free and yeah. just give people clarity on either the next steps they need to take in their business. So if someone's stuck on content or you know they want sales objection help or something like that, I'll point them to resources in the group if I can't help them myself because I don't claim to be a business coach. But we have over 50 free you know trainings in the community. So there's plenty of stuff in there, uh, a lot of them from you guys too. So I'll give them resources, but I'll also give them recommendations. So if they are, you know, if they're looking for something or if they're trying to decide between uh, recommendations or mentorship, I break that down on the, on the call with them and get them to get comfortable. And then obviously it's up to them to pull the trigger. But yes, like, you know, even though I've been ripped off to the tune of like 30K now in bad business coaching programs, I'm still not jaded. Like I want people to get on a mentorship program because it's going to change their life. Mentorship is still the fastest way to collapse the time, you know, towards being successful in your business. So with that being said, yeah, there are people who who window shop for a while. And uh, I often do, you know, like mention in the group, hey, you know, if you've been in here three months, four months, five months and still haven't made a decision, it's you. (laughs) Like you're the reason your business is not quite where you want to be. Like there's plenty of mentorship programs out there. There's stuff in this group that you can easily action and reach five or 10K months on its own let alone, you know, being there and just trying to to sift through the reviews. It's just, it's not that helpful sometimes. So that's why I've made myself more available to actually get people to take action and make make progress in their decision and in their business. It is so important. I mean, we did an episode a long time ago now about the major criteria that we saw in a successful mentee. And number one of the list has still and is always fearlessness. And it's not stupidity. It's not like, you know, action without sort of you know, clarification about the consequences, but it's making an assessment of risk, you know, and obviously weighing up the factors. And when we sort of show people that there's a proven system, be it us or somebody else, we've had success, other people have had success. And if you're struggling at a certain point in time, those people have to have the courage to move forward. And if they actually assess the people that are already where they want to be, be it in fitness or anywhere else, they'll usually find that those people are more comfortable with risk than most people. They, they, make, they make decisions based on information, but they don't take too long to make those decisions. I agree. Yeah, I think, again, you know, I try not to overwhelm people with information. There's so much out there. But what I always recommend people do, and, and this is just from like a business coaching standpoint, is 
get no more than two or three that you're really, you know, are your top two or three, get them all on the phone or their teams on the phone. So you can get all your questions and concerns answered, lay it all out there for them and just pay really close attention to how they're answering your questions, but talk to everyone. And again, pay attention to how, to how they're answering your questions and concerns, because the person who you trust the most, the person who makes you feel held and supported, and you feel like you have, they have some skin in the game with you, like they're going to go on this journey with you, that's going to be your next business coach. And then you should pull that trigger right there. Awesome. AJ, it's been great having you on today, man. Obviously, we could have you on many, many times because you have such an amazing overview of the industry, arguably better than anybody else. You know, you see everything that's out there. You know all the new players, the old players, who's got a good rep, a bad rep, et cetera. I think anybody that's watching this live or on the replay has to get into your group if they're not already a member. And we just really appreciate having you on today, man. It's been awesome. I appreciate you guys, man, so much. Thanks you. Thanks for having me on. And thank you guys for doing what you do for the industry. You guys are great. Awesome. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in again today. Make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening. And we'll see you on the next episode. Hey!